1: The over-under is at 130.5. Ugh. 130.5. Tennessee is favorite tonight by 10.5 points on the road. 7 p.m. game. Conzo might be coaching for his job. Touchdown turnover. Tennessee will cover the 10 and a half. And the total points will be under 130.5 tonight. Use the promo code swain event there, action 247 for hundred percent match on your first deposit. But today's touchdown turnovers backed by Alcoa 10 Federal Credit Union, a place where you belong. Better rights and better service. Ben will Tennessee cover 10 and a half points and. The total points be under 130 and a half. What you got?
2: I say touchdown. Missouri's just bad. They are a bad basketball team, a real bad basketball team. Uh, tennis or uh, Ken Palm projects a 71 to 60 win for the Vols, and gives Missouri a 16 per 16 percent chance of winning. So 84 percent chance Tennessee wins. According to Ken Palm, uh, their offense is 12th in efficiency in the SEC, 13th in efficiency in defense. They don't shoot the ball well. The, the one thing they, they, they do do well is shoot free throws. That's about it. And, and when they do make shots, it's usually often assist. But uh, aside from that, they turn the ball over they haven't rebounded the, the ball well offensively uh, in, in conference play. They are terrible shooting the the three-pointer. They they don't block shots. They they just they they don't do anything. They don't turn teams over. Teams get offensive rebounds against them. Teams shoot well against them. They they just are not good. So uh, I, I do think Tennessee covers. I mean, I, I think this should be a 15 point win or so. And I mean, I I think Missouri will struggle enough to where the under should hit. But I don't know. I kind of think Tennessee's offense puts up a lot of points and, and may threaten the over under. What you say it was 133, 130.5. So so what's that got to be like a. Seventy to sixty type of game. Yeah, 60,
1: 65 each team with uh, sixty-five be one hundred
2: and thirty. So, I'll say the I'll say the over hits, but I think it's going to be because Tennessee puts up a lot of points
1: tonight. That I, be the only way, right? Yes.
2: State, if
1: they score, if they score over uh, seventy-five, we got a chance. Yes, we got a chance for the for the over. But I think it.
2: I, I mean, I think it's like a. I think it's going to be like a 75 80 to 55 60 type of win for Tennessee. Like, I think they win 15 to 20 by 15 to 20 points, and I, I think that they should put up quite a bit of points.
1: And that crowd in Missouri will not be anywhere close to us uh, like it was against Arkansas Saturday. I mean, they feel like half of the arena. If, it, that. It, if, if, if that. Yeah, and, if that.
2: And this is also their third game in in five days and like fourth game in, in eight days they they had a weird weekend of playing Mississippi state on Friday night in Starkville and then playing back in Missouri against Mississippi state on Sunday. We talked about that yesterday. And uh, the reason being is because they had a game earlier in the year postponed due to COVID and they they somehow decided that it would just be best to, to, to knock out two games essentially in the in the same weekend, uh, so I, I don't expect them to have fresh legs. And the last time that Tennessee experienced something like this, it was the the Ole Miss game mm-hmm. a while back. And and Tennessee, Ole Miss came out busting though Yes, but Tennessee eventually took that game
1: over and and won, uh, pretty handedly. The the one guy that Tennessee needs to make sure it does not get going um, is someone that's had. Five, six 20-point games so far this season. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six 20-point games and a 30-point game. This is when they beat Alabama, when Alabama was the 15th-rated team in the country. Um, but Mizzou hosted hosted Alabama, and Cody Brown, Kobe, Kobe Brown, not Cody, but Kobe Brown is their guy. Huntsville guy. He's a Huntsville guy, 6'8", junior. Um, I like Josiah Jordan James, a small lineup guarding him, but if he gets going, he gives Missouri their best chance to win. He he is their Josiah Jordan James. He is their glue guy that does everything. Uh, he rebounds the ball. He blocks shots. He's a good passer. Uh, he handles the rock. I mean, he is he is their version of Josiah Jordan James, essentially. And so, making sure that he doesn't have a current night. I think will give us that over. I think that will uh, give us that 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 cover for Tennessee at ten and a half points. I'm going to go turnover, though. To so which one? I'm going to go under. Under on the total at 130 and a half, But I think Tennessee covers at ten and a half, man. Mizzou is bad. Ugh. Bad, 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 bad,
2: bad. The only thing that worries me about this game is – The fact that it is sandwiched in between last week's games of Kentucky and Arkansas, which Tennessee beat number four, Kentucky, lost to number 23, Arkansas, on the road, and somehow fell a spot in the AP poll. But I thought they would stay the same. I thought they would move up at least a spot or two. Yeah. Uh, And. They, they did move up in the rankings that matter. In the net rankings in Kim Palm, they're, they're around 10, 10 to 12. And, again, I've always said the, the AP poll is just absolute trash. The, these riders do not follow the sport the way that, that people think that they do. But that's another tangent that I've gone on before and, and won't go on today uh, to save the good people, uh, prevent the the ears from bleeding this morning. But uh, just Tennessee in this like game being being sandwiched in between Last week, Kentucky, Arkansas, and then this upcoming Saturday's game against Auburn. I, I, I that—that's my only concern. Is—is is Tennessee looking ahead and, and maybe the intensity not being what it should be, and and then kind of thinking ah, we can we can take a deep breath. We we don't have Kentucky or Arkansas. We got Auburn Saturday. We can ah, well, tonight's going to be a, a breeze. That—that's my only concern. And I asked Rick about that yesterday. And he he looked at me and said, well, that's not the team that we've been this year. And nope. and Tennessee has not lost back-to-back games. And he also added in, we lost to them last year, so how can we not respect them? Yeah. Yeah, Pinson put on a show. Mm-hmm. So that's my only concern. Just uh, This is a bona fide trap game. Trap game is, is thrown around more than it should be, but this is a legitimate trap game. The The, the big games that have surrounded it, columbia missouri having to, to, to fly into the columbia and, and just being in columbia and there's going to be nobody at the game that this team is absolute cheeks i mean it's just it, it's got the making of a, uh, a just a boring game quite frankly but if tennessee plays, shows up and plays the way that it that it should and is capable of i mean it, it won't even be close it'll be a 15 20 point win for tennessee
1: yeah, if Tennessee puts in that work, it won't be boring to me. Because watching Zachari Ziegler and Kennedy Chandler uh, and, and Vescovie feed off each other, ooh, ooh, that's fun, man. That is fun. Missouri don't need to have a pulse. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to have a good time watching Tennessee put in that work. If they have the same ball movement, they're making shots, uh, and they're playing great defense, being tenacious, man, that's that's that's, that's what I'm here for. Um, and you
2: know is going to want to whoop Tennessee. So, so I guess that's another thing I would worry about This, this this is conso Super Bowl Tennessee Super Bowl is Kentucky yeah. this is Konzo's Super Bowl
1: yeah it ain't gonna happen at least the shit a six five two hundred fifty five oh three it should not happen should Auburn beat Missouri by one point yeah Auburn Auburn may have you know downplayed. Missouri a little bit. Yeah, that's what happened. Auburn got <laughs> in the mud. No, Auburn got in the mud with, with, with Missouri. And Missouri, you know, they're not good offensively, but Auburn got in the mud with them. Auburn won that game 55-54. to 54. Like, they scored 50 points, Ben. 31 points at halftime. The score was 31-31 at halftime. That's a game that Missouri wants to play. That's a game that Missouri wants to play with Tennessee. Is to bring the level of competition down to them. So, Tennessee can't let that happen. Can't let that happen. Can't let Mizzou bring you down in the mud. Um, Yeah, Auburn Auburn didn't shoot the ball well. Shot 30% from the field. 21% from, from three. Can't let Mizzou bring you down. Mizzou had a chance, man. They had a chance to win. Some questionable... Clock management there for Missouri side. Questionable um, decision by Mizzou. The Ball in their hands. With the Clock winding it down. Just weird. But Tennessee should take care of business, and I'm here for it. I am here for. What time is the game? Seven. Seven. Thank
2: goodness. I I I remembered that Tennessee was playing at Missouri this week, and Central I was like. Time. Oh no. No, seven Eastern. Is it seven Eastern? Okay. No, it's it's seven Eastern because my, my So thought- Missouri is
1: central time. So it, it's six there, right? Yes. Or or is Mizzou Eastern
2: time. No, there's Central Time. Okay. That's what I feel. They are Central Time. So I I got nervous because usually those tips out west in the SEC, they're that that nine PM Eastern tip, I was like, Lord no, please do not make this boring you know what
1: game nine Eastern. I know, man. That UCLA game last night—it was—it was early compared to some of the other games from the Pac-12. So, thank
2: you. And like not nine, p.m. Eastern tips aren't as bad when they're road games, but still, the, the game's finishing at eleven. And if anybody's like me, like the the adrenaline is going throughout the game and. You got to come off that adrenaline after the game's over. And by that point, it's like 1130, 1145, 12 o'clock and can't go to sleep, can't fall asleep. So, oh, thank goodness this is not a 9 p.m. Eastern tip. I It, it clicked in my head on Sunday that, oh, wait, Tennessee goes to Missouri on Tuesday. Oh, no, is that going to be a 9 p.m. Eastern tip? And then I checked my ESPN app. I was like, yes,
1: it's not. Good to go. Thank you, Lord. Let's, let's get to uh, Rodney on the Iris Networks hotline. Rodney, good morning. Hey, what's going on, Jason? What's up, Rodney, man? Good to hear from me. Hey, man, you know how it is. Trying to live my life in Clarksville. You know how that goes. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm trying to see, uh, do you know if we're going to bring back uh, Trooper Taylor for the wide receivers coach, or uh, maybe go back and get David Johnson? I don't know. I don't know Uh I think going to bring back Trooper. Uh, I know Trooper will be phenomenal, and that's who I would pick if it was my choice. As far as David Johnson, um, you know, I don't know if you remember, but one of the reasons why he left is because, you know, their folks, him and his wife folks are uh, in Louisiana. And Tallahassee is a easy drive for their folks to come and see their son. They have a son in high school. And uh, that was one of the reasons why Tallahassee was very, very attractive to, to him. And you know, probably because they wanted to get off the sinking ship and all that good stuff, too. But, like, the... The distance to Louisiana was is, is very important to them, so I don't see I don't see that happening. I'll be surprised if that happens. I love David Jones. Yeah. I think he's one of the, the best in the business too. At wide receivers,
3: you think it's possible that uh, they just might you know stay in
2: in the coaching ranks and just shift people around, or you think they're gonna go out and get someone?
1: Stay in the coaching ranks? What do you mean? Like
2: yeah. Like moves, you know, coaches. Coach Mack, the wide receivers
1: coach, oh, or so anything. In house, like so in house, yeah. Um, is that possible? I mean, Coach Coach Mack could coach receivers. I mean, he's he's coached offense and been a coordinator. I think he's coached quarterbacks before. So, um, I mean, he could. But I think if you are Tennessee, whoever you bring in, you better bring in somebody that's a dang good recruiter. Like well and I know there's some talk about Kelsey Pope, who's an offensive analyst, and I know the players on the team like him and the receivers like him. But you better make sure whoever is added to the staff can recruit, period. Like, there's no exception. You better be able to recruit and not just rely on NIL. You better be able to build a relationship uh, because that same r- relationship building uh skills you're gonna need those for your own group so you better have a dude with a personality uh you better have a guy that can recruit and you better have a guy that that can develop and um, i don't care who it is i just like trooper taylor because i know that's what he brings but that's that's what tennessee needs um as the next wide receiver coach sounds like they need to go get t martin we already did that, man. I don't think that's I don't think that'd be a good idea right now. All right then, Jason. Y'all have a good day, my friend. You too. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a good idea right now. Not right now. A lot of mess just happened. Over the last 12 months. A lot of mess. It's probably time for time to kind of heal and but but then he can come see his statue that he hasn't seen yet. I'm sure he's seen it. In person. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm sure you seen it. We may not, we may not know about it, but I'm sure you seen it. I'd love to see uh, young Caden
2: add on the baseball diamond with Tony Vitello. Go to Miami, man. Yeah, but he can come be at Tennessee.
1: We let that. We need to let we let it go. Let let T be in the NFL. Let Caden be, go to Miami. Be the next A Rod. Let time heal. A lot of stuff went down. But he's not proof. the only
2: VFL Tennessee can go get. They could they could go get JJ McCleskey. They
1: could go get Derek Dooley, who Stop! is available. Stop. You know VFL, but JJ McCleskey really, really can coach wide receivers. And sign me up. Where
2: a, where can we sign on the dotted line? Yeah. Like, J, JJ that dude now. A
1: lot of these What about Peerless Price? let Peerless. Yeah, I don't I'm sure Peters would be great. I just don't know much about you know him as a coach. I'm sure he'd be great. If he if he coaches as he played. there'd be, be no problem. But I just know more about J.J. because J.J. used to train a lot of these Louisiana receivers. You see in the league, like Jamar Chase and Jordan Jefferson, and a lot of them boys. J.J. trained them coming up in high school with his son, Jalen McCleskey. So... J.J. is a stud. He is is a stud. Coach DBs, he played DBs, but like receivers? He would do a great job, too. J.J. brings the energy, and that's what you need. Energy, accountability, ability to develop, credibility, uh, and you better be able to recruit. That's what you got to have. Hour two here in the Swain event will continue after this.
4: You're listening to the Swain event. You
0: don't say.
4: fueled by dead end barbecue.
0: In this day and age, the way we work is changing and evolving. Businesses still moving forward despite your work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with in-stock options for your place of business, no matter if it's in an office building or at your house. Office Furniture Outfitters is the local supplier for Herman Miller, and they keep Aeron chairs in stock. They will come to your office, lay out, and make recommendations no project is too big or too small. You can visit them on location at 17th Street and Grand Avenue in the Fort Sanders area or online at OFONOX.com or give them a call at 865-524-3003. Office Furniture Outfitters, providing East Tennessee's biggest selection and best value for office furniture since 1995.
1: If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange Action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. Fellas.
4: Oh! <laughs>
1: here in the Swain Event. Swain Event Fueled by that End Barbecue. Top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Alright, Ben. What we got, man?
2: Diving into tonight's SEC basketball slate before we take a look at some headlines around the SEC. Tennessee, Missouri kicks off the night at 7 p.m. on the SEC network. Swain mentioned it earlier. Tennessee, 10.5 point favorites. Uh, Tennessee, Missouri, one of Three games at 7 o'clock tonight. Number 18, Arkansas at Florida at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Arkansas a one-point favorite, and Florida desperately needs this win to help their NCAA tournament case. Arkansas hasn't won in Gainesville since 1995.
1: That's weird. That's a
2: weird stat. Uh, Georgia and Texas A&M. Is the other 7 o'clock game. That one's on ESPNU. And then a 9 p.m. Eastern game. Number 24, Alabama at... <laughs> Vanderbilt. Alabama's four-point favorites. It's pretty good. So, funny to me that a... Uh, well, I guess they're both in the same time zone. But Tennessee and Missouri in Missouri is tipping off at seven and, and then Alabama Vandy in Nashville is tipping off at, at nine. Yeah. They're the same time zone, but still kind of funny to think about, yeah, uh, 10 o'clock here. Yeah. I'll watch a little bit. Of well, no, no, no. It's 9. PM. Eastern tip. Okay.
1: Okay.
2: Gotcha. So six for Tennessee in Missouri, Gotcha. eight for Vandy in, in Nashville. Gotcha. Uh, in terms of some storylines, we did actually have some news mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, we'll start down in Athens, Georgia, where Matt Luke, the offensive line coach, former Ole Miss head football coach, uh, he announced that he is stepping away from coaching. And pretty simple answer he gave
1: as to why. Going to be a dad. Yeah, Matt Luke. Love me some Matt Luke, man. He was here at Tennessee. Coaching offensive, no, coaching on tight ends. Excuse me. When um, Coach Cut came over from, actually, he was like an assistant somewhere. Just had a health health scare and was helping out, I think, uh, Notre Dame a little bit. But anyways, when Coach Cut came to be the offense coordinator, Matt Luke and Kurt Roper was brought in, and uh, Matt Luke coached the offensive line, and everyone loved loved Coach Luke. So good dude. Happy for him that he got the old Miss job and had a chance to be the head coach. It is, it is Armada. Didn't work out. Um, wasn't too happy. He went to Georgia, but man, happy for him that uh, he's at peace. Some guys can't walk away from that, from that, from that money, man. Uh-uh. And uh, it's, it's grueling. It takes a toll on you, um, your time. If you're trying to grow a family, you're trying to have a family. You're not going to see your kids much. And uh, kudos to Matt Luke, man. Uh, Gene Chizik stepped down. Remember, he was DC in North Carolina. He stepped down to spend more time with his family. Now his kids got a little bit older. Now, man, he's now he's back. Now he's back. Now he's back in North Carolina. So, uh, good on good on Coach Luke, man.
2: Uh, also in Georgia news, this was on Friday. Georgia is set to hire Rutgers Fran Brown as a defensive backs coach. Uh, Brown, who was previously a co-DC at Temple ranked as one of the top recruiters in the Big Ten for the 2012 cycle. So, Fran Brown from Rutgers is going to be Georgia's new defensive backs coach. And then mm-hmm. there's also some unfortunate news, scary news, uh, this morning uh, for a Georgia signee who Tennessee recruited, E.J. Leitze. Uh, he was shot, mm. but he is in stable condition. Uh, I know over the weekend there was a, a young man who who lost his life. I, I am not too familiar with with that story, I, I just saw the headline, um, but uh, another shooting incident with a high school signee. This one, Georgia linebacker signee EJ Lightsey, who was shot but is in stable condition, uh, according to UGA Sports.com, rivals Georgia affiliation. Uh, Georgia linebacker signee EJ Lightsey suffered multiple gunshot wounds in an incident on Monday night. UGA Sports has confirmed the shooting took place in Lightsey's hometown. Of Hometown of Fitzgerald, Georgia. He was transported to Albany for treatment on serious but non life threatening injuries. He suffered wounds to his shoulder and back and is in stable condition. Mm. Uh, And they did provide an update per one of his teammates. He's alert and talking. The teammate spoke with him on his way to the hospital and is scheduled for surgery uh, today. So, some scary news out of Georgia this morning elsewhere in the sec and really the the last thing i've got for you is a story that i don't want to talk about swain to be honest with you it's about nick saban and him saying everybody asks me when i want to retire retire from what i'm gonna jump into an empty abyss right of what am i going to do because the very challenges that I talk about and the things in our profession that concern me for you and for me both in your game and our game that's what keeps me going uh, that's why I get up every day that's why I can't sleep at night sometimes so why would you quit doing that I haven't figured that one out yet
1: Well. Just have to beat them. One
2: we day. had three guys; they all had a significant role in the national championship game, and not one of them, not one, could take advantage of the opportunity that they had. That was a, a video that was going around uh, recently about Nick Saban uh, discussing the receivers play in, in the championship game. And and so it doesn't it doesn't seem like Nick Saban slowing down anytime soon, or or going to go off into the abyss anytime soon. Which is not all that surprising. And I, I I know that people won't agree with me on this, but I don't know. It kind of gives me a, a little more of, a, of respect for Nick Saban, not tucking his tail and, and running from from new challenges that, that is facing college football and college football coaches. I, mean, I, he,
1: I respect it is what I'm saying. He be dropping some, uh, some gems. He does. Uh, the videos I see, man, he, 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 he drops some truth.
2: I, I just hate that he's the coach at Alabama. Why, why, why couldn't you have gone to Texas? Or why could you not have been successful with the Dolphins? Why Why'd you have to be a butthole to everybody with the Dolphins? No.
1: Why didn't you just stay there and not t- uh, tuck your tail and ran to Alabama
2: instead of standing decide. standing firm and standing tall? Now in Alabama,
1: exactly. <laughs> he should have been he should have been being strong in, in Miami and stayed there and figured it out. Whatever. I guess we have to beat him then, one day. (sighs) Anyways, good stuff for around the SEC. Vaughn Birmingham says he will be done within five years. Whatever. (sighs) That's a long time, Vaughn Birmingham. It's a long time. Uh, Swain, you really seem to like Trooper as a next wide receiver coach. Is there a personal, specific moment when you was playing that you could share with us that ma- makes you feel that way? No, there's not a specific moment. I mean, it's a... It was, just, it was just a whole year. Like, I saw what Trooper did to the, with the running backs. Like, guys play. They play for him. They run through brick walls for him. Recruiting-wise, he's going to... Recruit at a high level. I mean, I just, that's that's what we need. We need uh, someone that can develop and someone that can recruit with the experience. I think that's what we need, that position. You saw what Rodney Garner was able to do. Coming in, having that experience. Taking a group, and they played out of their minds. You got a couple dudes that have a chance to play at the next level because of Rodney Garner. And they look at the defensive players we brought in on the line. Like, look at the clothes that we had in the recruiting class. We got some really good players. I think Rodney Garner, Garner is a big reason why. But you don't do that with just any type of defensive line coach. A young, unproven coach, you just don't do that. You have a track record of developing guys, putting dudes in the league, and recruiting in this this, this part of the country. That's why Tennessee was able to have the results that they had during the season from the defensive line and on the recruiting trail. There's no one on Tennessee's offense that has extensive experience recruiting in this, in this conference. Everybody was new. Ghost was new. Hypo obviously knew. Ellaby, like, no, nobody on offense knows what it's like to be in the meat grinder in the octagon recruiting in this conference. No one no one knows that. Now defensively, you got some guys. You got multiple guys on the defensive side of the ball. But offensively, you don't have that with the staff. You need some, you need a dog in recruiting. So that's that's why. So it's not a really specific a moment.
2: Sounds moment. to me like
1: you're just biased. Whatever you want to say. I mean, I just yeah, sure, fine. I'm biased. Because I know what I know what we need. I know this dude brings it. But I said it before, i said say it again. If there's someone that's just like Trooper that brings the same uh attributes to the table, hire them. I'm just telling you what this group needs from everything that I've seen and know what this group uh, is missing. So
2: can we uh talk about a, a separate Tennessee football note? Go for it. I uh, was listening to Tony Vitello in an interview. Yes, I, I there's a tie between Tony Vitello and Tennessee football. Oh, uh, okay. I, I'm bringing up a Tennessee football note okay. through Tony Vitello because I think uh, Mr. Vitello may have spilled the beans on something. Okay, what do you do? I was listening to him in an interview, and he was discussing the upcoming weekend and encouraging people to stop by the baseball stadium on their way to watch Tennessee-Auburn. On 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 the basketball floor okay. on Saturday. The basketball game starts at four. Baseball game starts at at one. He said, "Hey, come on by, stop in. Come on by. Right. We we don't have the typical weekend of the spring game this year, to to where we typically host, <sighs> to where we typically host <laughs> the people before the game and can get everybody excited. We're not going to have that this year, so uh, I, I think." Tennessee-Auburn, before the basketball game on Saturday, will, will be a great time for people to come come hang out with us this year. Sounds like uh, Tony Vitello spilled the beans on on Tennessee not having a spring game this year, potentially. And, and, yep. and he cited not having a spring game because of the, the construction.
1: Yep. So
2: so sounds like Tennessee may not have a spring game. I, I think they're still exploring potential options, but... Doesn't doesn't seem like uh, things look good for a
1: spring game this year. No, don't look like it's going to happen, Ben. No, but I, I just thought it was funny that. <laughs> we'll hold out some hope. And uh, I'm, honestly, I'm cool if it doesn't because yeah, me too. I just want, I mean, I want the guys to, to use it as practice. And, and practicing, getting better is more important to me than just having a spring game. I do understand the importance of it for our fans and uh, our young fans beating uh, my football players. I'll never forget those moments that meant everything to me as a player. I know it meant the same for the little kids that were getting the autograph signed. So um, I remember coming up as a recruit during spring game and uh, being a young player as a spring, uh, a spring game. I understand how special it is, but you got to give up something to get stuff. This is the way it works. This is the way life works. Sometimes you have to give up, make a sacrifice to move forward. And in this case, that is the construction of the Stadium. To improve things, you have to shut it down. And in the moment, it stinks. But once that thing is completed, and we are in the Stadium this fall, no one's going to think about the spring game. No. Because it's going to be extremely nice. The thing that I hate
2: most about potentially not having a spring game is that Tennessee won't be able to host recruits for for a a Saturday that is
1: okay
2: hyped up, but it won't be the same. I mean, they're still gonna they're still gonna host recruits throughout the spring, but like a spring game is like a showcase almost. You get fans in the stands, and you're showing off somewhat of a game day atmosphere, and and Fans are hollering at the recruits, and they they see the fans doing the the autograph signings. If that's something that was going to be brought back this year, like there, there is a, a nice vibe on the day of the orange and white game that you can't recreate throughout just regular old spring practice. And it sure would have been nice if if Tennessee was having a, an orange and white game the weekend of of uh, when Nico. I'm Olivia is uh coming into town. Who? E Amaliava.
1: That's close. closer. 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 I think that was right. E. Amaliava. Sounded close enough.
2: That was good. That was Because uh Nico sure was loving Oregon. After his recent visit to Oregon, Daddy's saying that it's it's up there with the best we've been to, best visits we've we've been on. I really enjoyed Tosh LaPoy. So it sounds like Tosh Lapoy doing Tosh Lapoy type of things over there at Oregon. For those who do not know Tosh Lapoy, he's one of the best assistant coaches in America because of how great of a recruiter he is. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. uh Daddy also said We couldn't bring him here for obvious reasons. We we daddy also talked about how they love the Polynesian community up there. How they're they're spending three hundred and forty-eight million dollars on a practice facility, and said, "Who spends that much money on a practice facility?" In my head, I thought the SEC. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's already happened in the SEC, but um, yeah, seemed to to really like that Oregon visit, and uh, said that it that it set the bar hey, and probably the best one that they that they've been on. But hey, he he and his family are are still gonna. Be in Knoxville, looking like uh, early March, which is right around the the corner. Uh, Tennessee's hosting a junior day on March 5th, which is next weekend, uh, the Saturday of next weekend. And it uh, sounds like the E. The, the Maliavas <laughs> are, are going to be in town for three days or so and take a long look in into Tennessee and into Knoxville and 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 try to figure out whether they want to take Tennessee seriously and get a feel for the city and get a feel for the town. and
1: Oh, they're they taking Tennessee seriously.
2: Yeah, but so are other schools. So are they in other schools. So just like
1: how seriously? Like they are, they're taking
2: Tennessee seriously, but how seriously do they want to take Tennessee when Alabama, when Georgia, when Oregon is, is also in the mix? So we'll 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 see. That's, that's gonna be. Um, Seems like Oregon is trending well, but Tennessee's gonna have its shot to to really impress here
1: in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, that, that recruitment's gonna be a doozy. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It always is when you're trying to get a player that everybody else wants. So this is this this is this this is part of it. This comes with the territory. And... eow Maliava. That's what I said. Sure.
2: I did. Ial Maliava. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Nico. Nico,
1: Ial Maliava. But yes, Tony Bartello t- did spill the beans. Yeah, he spilled the beans. <laughs> it's like
2: I, I know we don't have the, the typical spring football weekend for the Orange and White game where folks get get come out because of the construction, but this Saturday before the Auburn game would be a good good time for folks to come out.
1: Yeah, I don't make plans around the Orange and White game this year there's a chance it may not be one. A chance? Hey, man, I'm holding out hope that maybe there will be one, but everything that I sense right now, hearing that uh, it's not going to be one. But Tony Vitello just also spilled the beans, too. So. Tony Vitello said, I
2: don't care that I'm not the football coach. I run this town. I
1: want my renovations, and I want it now.
2: <laughs> I am the mayor of East Tennessee. Everybody's tired of John Fulkerson. I'm the mayor of East Tennessee now. I run this place. I don't care that I'm not the football coach. I don't care that I'm not the good deacon Rick Barnes. Y'all, y'all hate him anyways. All
1: right, say you're just joking, so nobody takes you serious and create new posts on the message board. <laughs> if they can't tell I'm joking, that's their fault. Tony Vattello spilled the beans because he's mad at Josh Heupel because
2: he's bitter <laughs> that Rick Barnes and. And Josh Heupel get all they want. Josh Heupel <laughs> has only won seven games, but Tennessee is already getting a new practice facility. <laughs> I took my team to Omaha. Oh, man. And the, the most we got is some seat backs on some portable seating down the left field line and a fresh coat of paint underneath the
1: stadium. I feel like there's more seats. There's a double deck porch. <laughs> so wait a minute. Be right back.
4: For what is coming up on the Swain
1: Event? Out-of-town law firms have been swarming into East Tennessee lately. Firms from Memphis, Chattanooga, and Birmingham have stormed into the area. Wouldn't you rather do business with a local law firm? You know, a true neighbor. Marcos Garza and the pros at the Garza Law Firm are just that. They are our neighbors and friends that support local causes year-round. The Garza Law Firm works to serve you professionally on criminal matters, injuries and accident matters, and Social Security and disability filings. The Garza Law Firm is here for you at GarzaLaw.com. The Garza Law Firm, let us help. Top 100 barbecue restaurant,
0: Dead End Barbecue, is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of Quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for Pickup. Or, if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. There is no better restaurant in town to enjoy the madness of March with. Cheer on the Vols and the Lady Vols with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End
1: Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Steven Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. There are articles and news stories that you read
0: about the things that people do. And when you're reading those and you start to shake your head, you start to scratch your head a little bit, you get confused, you don't understand why, you start to ask questions. But really, there's only one question that matters. What is that question you may ask?
4: For what?
1: I really don't like giving other media folks for what. So I try to try keep the peace. But today, got to do it. Got to do it. It's tough because this is a fellow Chicago Bear. He is on ESPN covering NFL and college football. Sam Acho. Last week, they were talking about top five quarterbacks in the NFL. This man had Joe Burrow, number five, Aaron Rodgers, number four, Matthew Stafford, number three, Justin Herbert, number two, Josh Allen, number one. No Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what's more egregious. The fact that Aaron Rodgers is four or Patrick Mahomes not even on the list. Aaron Rodgers is number one. Both of Like, Aaron Rod- Rodgers is number one. Patrick Mahomes is a top five quarterback. Joe Burrow just took his team to the Super Bowl. Half of the season last year, he was hurt with the ACL tear. Matthew Stafford, Just pushed the Rams over the edge. He just won for the first time, really, in his career. How do you have Matthew Stafford this high up? And he's above Aaron Rodgers. Sam Ocho gets it for what? And Sam Ocho is the reason why his brother. Ocho. Ocho. Sam Ocho is the reason why his brother, Emmanuel Ocho, put the flame torch on Doug Godwin. Woo, woo. And everybody fight. That take was so bad. He got other people fighting. <laughs> you
2: had to bring your brother into it. You take him so bad.
1: <laughs> that was the worst take ever. So, Acho gets it for what? For that one. Just terrible. All right, let's get to the phones. Let's bring in Turkey Man. Turkey Man, good morning.
3: Good morning, individuals. How are we doing?
1: Man, wonderful.
3: Hey, I was just sitting here thinking, as you guys were talking about, uh, not having a spring game a possibility of not having one mm-hmm. i was thinking I was thinking, you know what we've went through for the past two or three years for for us to say we can't have when we have been able to because of covid to be the situation to to have a spring scrimmage by taking the playbook you guys did during the uh uh, playoffs in the baseball and just kind of making it, tweaking it, making it a little bigger in places that, places that they can watch the scrimmage. They're going to have to have a place to scrimmage here on campus. I guess it's an in, indoor facility, I guess. But uh you take that, people can do, uh, they can do the uh ball walk. They can have a, uh, they can direct more being with the people that way. Uh They can do sign and day this, uh, that you've got, uh, uh, where the players can can get utilize their image. Uh, you can utilize that. You can utilize the town. Wait, talking man,
1: talking about turn around. Are we talk? What? Like, what do you mean you, you, playing a game? Like trying to play a game?
3: No, it's a scrimmage. I mean, do a scrimmage. Well, they are going but, to do a scrimmage. But but, 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 well, I'm I'm talking about set it up that you can see from inside the practice facility on the orange and white game, so per se, and set it up for people when they come to do tailgate, interact with players uh, time, time and time again. We get said, well, this is not really a game. It's just a scrimmage. So, yeah, okay. But you utilize then, you know, inside the town, but like you guys, you know, like you did in the baseball. To set up
1: places so they can watch the scrimmage. How do you watch? Throughout. So, so you mean like baseball? So basically, Tennessee would scrimmage on a In field the, on, on the field somewhere. It could be indoor. It could be on a practice field. It could be right. another field on what campus. We campus. To. But you want like a video feed there so people can watch Just outside like the 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 I guess facility or
3: yeah. Two years we've been doing this, dude. You couldn't go in. So now, utilize what we've learned in that, because we didn't have fans in the seat, but utilize them being only able to see it uh, uh, in, in these locations.
1: So basically, live stream practice and then have um, fan day where fans want to meet and greet the the players and get autographs. Okay. That's not something I would want to go to, but it's not about me. If that's something that Turkey Man and feel like other people want to do, I think This is a great time for Tennessee to kind of get some ideas from from the good people if the spring game's not going to happen. What's what's something that they will be involved with or want to be a part of? I think you have to know what people are willing to do before you do it. But that's an idea for Turkey Man. Be right back.